0: This is Teach, Play, Love. The Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages 0 to 6. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood expert, Education Vice President Rachel Robertson. And make the most out of every chance to teach, play, and love. Do you wonder what to do when your child is bored? The experts say, do nothing. Turns out, boredom can be the source of some of your child's best opportunities for growth. Here's what Rachel and her guest, Curriculum Director Debbie Hoppy, had to say.
1: So we're going to talk about boredom and i'm very excited to talk about this topic because we just frankly do not have enough of it in the world anymore we have children that tell us they're bored but we seem to think we have to do something about it every single time. So I get why that has happened. As adults, we have less free time. Our time has been taken up. We are available 24 hours a day, it seems, with the move to remote workers and businesses functioning very differently and workplaces functioning very differently. As a working adult, I feel like I'm on a call all the time. So my time is really full. So that has caused us all to fill up our children's time as well. What we've forgotten is how valuable boredom can be.
2: That's so true. I know sometimes when I'm not in motion, or when I'm driving, or when I have those rare moments, that's when a lot of ideas come together for me. And I think our efforts with children, when our children say to us we're bored, we want to solve problems for our children. We want them to feel happy. We want to be active about parenting. We try and jump in with a suggestion or an idea, but sometimes stepping back is really the better practice.
1: Absolutely. You know, thinking about how brains work and brains develop, there's a real reason we all have our greatest ideas in the shower or drive to work or when we're out on a run. Because an analogy I use a lot is that your brain's like a filing cabinet. So all day long, when you're busy, when you're doing things, you're getting stuff in your inbox. And the only time that you can really learn from it, put ideas together, solve a problem, is when you're away from the inbox. And that's when you start filing and you think, oh, this goes with this. Oh, this is a creative way to look at it. I hadn't thought of this before. The interesting thing, I think, is we can see the value when we think of it like that, see the value of being unplugged or some downtime and Frankly, if all you have is 10 minutes a day to be bored while you're taking a shower, that's not enough time for you as an adult, but let's just say that's the time you have. We can start to see the value of having a little bit of quote-unquote boredom, but if we filled our children up with activities, they don't get that. We are in charge of allowing them to have that kind of time, and we're taking that away from them when they are overly scheduled.
2: And we know that childhood has evolved to a much more pre-scheduled, pre-planned kind of experience. So the opportunities to play with the neighbors in the woods behind the house have become less and less. And we need to think about how we can provide that for children. What to do when our children come to us and say, I'm bored. We can really be thoughtful about how to handle that. Because sometimes our child is saying something to us. Maybe our child is saying, I need your attention. I need to be with you. I want to spend time with you. Maybe our child is saying, I'm not sure what to do with this downtime. I have open time and I haven't quite figured out how to manage that. Right. And it is not an invitation for us to fill it up or to
1: solve the problem for them, but to help them think through how they could use that time. I like the point that you brought up about children will say something like, I'm bored, and mean something very different. But they, at this young age, they have limited vocabulary to express how they feel, to express anything, frankly. So they're going to what they know, they're going to a familiar feeling, they're doing their best, and it is part of the parenting role to help them explore those emotions to build their vocabulary around it, and then to make choices about what to do with those emotions. And in this case, that's boredom. One thing that's always helped me as a parent and that I always advise parents is to think about, you are raising a future adult, and that's really your goal. Think about the skills and competencies and capacities you want your future adult to have, and then go back however old your child is now, and what could you be doing to develop them now? And what I think is really exciting about boredom is you can develop so many of life's most important skills Through those moments, children say they're bored.
2: Right. And as a parent, I don't think that we need to feel guilty when our child says that. It is not our job to constantly entertain our child. And to be raising a future adult, we really need to build that skill, the ability to self-soothe, the ability to find things to occupy ourselves as we grow and develop.
1: Yeah, I think so my kids would say, you shouldn't say in response to I'm bored, great, which is what I've done to them. Many times they were not thrilled with that response, but I did that to have a little fun, but to also emphasize how valuable and that's a good thing. I'm really excited for you that you're bored because you're going to be able to work on some problems, problem solving and taking initiative and being creative and a little bit of risk taking. And we have to, as parents... Get comfortable with the fact that risk taking within safe parameters is really important and is getting lost in childhood these days and that's something that happens in boredom. So you're also going to want to make sure that you're setting up those safety parameters so you feel comfortable but know that it's valuable for a little bit of that to happen because what was happening behind the neighborhood houses in the woods was really good stuff but there's also of course some risk involved there and imagination and creativity and collaboration, negotiation, problem solving, all the things they'll need when they're sitting around a meeting table as an adult.
2: That's for sure, and a lot of toys these days are sort of very close-ended. They have one objective, and so that does not allow a child to really innovate and use their imagination. So one of the ways you can help young children is to provide materials that are more open-ended in nature, that give them more possibilities to figure out how to use them. So items such as blocks, art materials that do not have a concrete outcome. Those will both allow children to explore without our guidance and spend more time engaged. So that will help them understand how to amuse themselves and bring about less cries of I'm bored. Mm -hmm. I've played with everything in my house.
1: Absolutely. I love that you brought up the example of blocks. As a parent, I've gone to many stores looking for plain, wooden blocks and they're hard to find these days they have pictures of animals on them they have pictures of the alphabet letters on them and there's some value there but they become closed ended materials so the creator has defined the purpose of those blocks by putting those things on there so you really want to with that perspective think about the most open-ended materials the materials that would inspire the most creativity and often those are natural materials. Children can be very creative with them, whether they're recycled cardboard, you know, that good old-fashioned proverbial box is still a great toy for children. The lids on milk containers, spools from thread, anything you can think of, of course, with safety in mind, that you don't have a defined purpose for, That's the go-to when your children say, I'm bored. And they can delve in, and you don't know what's going to happen. And that's the great part about it.
2: That is. And I think about when my children were toddlers and crawling around the kitchen, opening the cabinets. And their favorite place was all the plastic cups and dishes. Um, They were always drawn to that over and over and i think as children get older and we have some of those open-ended materials for them to explore and play with sometimes it just takes a few minutes with us by their side exploring with them exploring on our own uh, almost sort of that parallel play where the child is exploring materials and you're right next to them Uh, and it doesn't take very long sometimes you just need to Be there for a few minutes with your child. And we know, you know, we have so many things to, it's dinner time, it's another child needs uh, to go to bed, so we're busy. But sometimes just giving our children that start with us next to them and then posing a question or saying, I'm really excited to come back and see what you create after I finish putting Susie to bed is just what they need to go off on their own.
1: Yeah, I think the way that you set it up and the way you respond to it as a parent is very important. You want to think about as a parent when your child comes to you and says, I'm bored, and then you engage with them at moments to check in on them. You want to think about your responses and the things you say. You don't want to ask a question like, what is it? Because you've suddenly closed up that free, open exploration and implied that it needs to turn into a thing. What you do want to do is tell me about what you're doing. What have you imagined? I'm really excited to hear hear what's going on here. So you give them the opportunity to share with you what they want to tell you about. And you're really hoping to encourage that, that all-important imagination, a strong imagination in the early ages is correlated with a lot of creativity later in life. And children lose that. I I just was reading a study that a test of creativity and innovation developed by NASA was given to five-year-olds, and over 90% of them passed it and that number goes down drastically as people get older. So we wanna nurture that creative energy and spirit they have because we all need that. That's what they need in their future, and frankly, we, we need the next generation to be very imaginative and innovative, and that really almost only happens in those moments when they start out with the, I'm bored.
2: That's so true, and that question of, tell me a story about, as an opening line, encourages that as well. I think that one of the times that we hear children say I'm bored is during commutes, long trips, airplane rides, waiting in line. And as adults, we know those are really difficult times. Um, When you're at a restaurant and your child is hungry and waiting for the food, that's a hard moment. So I think the idea of preparing for those some people have a to-go bag where it's filled with paper and markers or a deck of cards or something new uh, a new open-ended material every couple weeks that you can use with your child while you're in some of those waiting moments I also think talking to them about, or teaching them about games you can play sort of on the go. I spy is a great one. You know, I spy something silver, and it engages the child in the environment to figure out what that is. And playing those games with your child in these waiting times will sort of demonstrate to them that they can create these games during waiting time when they need to. I know with my child, my son, We have a chat pack. My child's he's a little bit older, but it's some open-ended questions that we bring out in moments of waiting. And oftentimes he'll say, I think we need to bring out the chat pack because we have a really long wait here. Um, So they begin to rely on their own internal ability to find methods. Keeps so, themselves busy, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I, what you said is what, really um, interesting to me, and I, I find that with my own children and other children too, is when you start to do these things for them or with them when they're younger, then they start to do it when they're older as well. And, an additional benefit to using the time like that is you can have a really positive, memorable experience with your child, and you can't do that if you're filling up their time definitely with something like just handing them some technology, but sometimes signing them up for things so they're so busy, you're losing a family interaction time. So your your example of chat pack, one of the things what I do with my girls still, so they're in their teen years and they still want to do it, is just a simple word association game. And the reason they like to do it is because we don't know where that's going to go. And we usually end up laughing pretty hard at what happened, but it's very open-ended. It's very creative, no materials needed, and it fills up that boredom time pretty easily. So there's so much value to these things, whether you're engaged as a parent or not. I did want to mention, you know, we brought up examples that you can just let your child go off and give them some prompts and off they go with their time. And you'd certainly want to, as you mentioned earlier, think about why they're saying I'm bored and their age and the safety of the situation before you make a decision about how involved you should be. Because sometimes it's better that you're not and sometimes it's better that you are involved. Some children and some adults, frankly, can feel uncomfortable with this boredom time or even the feeling of boredom. And if that's you, you're probably gonna pass that on to your children or model that for them. So you wanna be proactive about that and think about something like a go-to bag in, in your purse or a backpack or something in the car. Or you could, even as simple as having a, a little box that's a special box and once a week you put something different in it and when there's a time of boredom your children with your permission can get that, so it's something they look forward to, and then it's a proactive strategy so you're not caught in the moment and feeling unable or unequipped to handle that situation.
0: So remember, not only is it okay for children to be bored, there's a real value in letting them have downtime. Creativity happens most often when there's nothing to do. Next time you hear, I'm bored, say good. Then hand them a few open-ended materials and send them off on their way. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us and find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love, and rediscover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.